Still alive, still well. Uh, you know the drill. Just busy around here, as you've probably seen on Facebook, TikTok, and otherwise. This is the Bushels and Barrels program. I'm Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and X, not Twitter, is where you can find me. Hanging out with the perspiring patriot. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. Boy, this is a weird one. This is Monday morning we're doing it this. Is. We tried yesterday, mm-hmm. failed miserably. It wasn't that bad, but it was... Not entertaining. I just wasn't clicking on all <laughs> cylinders. I, I'm rusty. I'm, I mean, what's it yeah. been? Three, four weeks since it's we've done this? It's been a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. And I, I was just out of the groove and, and I was, I would, I, every time I'd try to hit a button for a sound effect, it just wouldn't go right. Mm-hmm. Um, I And little insider secret here for doing, the, doing this podcast. As we go through and do this, uh, every time I mess up, I write down the time of that it happened. So... Whenever I get in the office with the rough copy of the podcast, I can edit the bad stuff out. Right. I had an entire piece of paper yesterday full of times. <laughs> and we were we were probably, I know we were nearing the end of it. And Jess and I just looked at each other and, and Jess is like, this is just not flowing like it normally does. Yeah. Um, and then she, the thing that she said that told me, scrap it, we got to do it again. <laughs> was she said ryan it's going to take more time for you to edit this thing than what it is just to record a whole new one right so right there we pulled the plug yep said enough's enough Mm -hmm. we've had a lot going on here recently and i've been in cdl class for five weeks now yep we had family vacation one week as you saw we were in florida probably yes we we went to a place called uh port st joe port st joe florida it's Mm -hmm. a little bit to the south and east of panama city very Mm -hmm. private area yeah it was it was wonderful it was so great the beach was not busy we had private access to the beach so it wasn't a public beach um we ran down to or up to panama city Saw hello, or hello, Jessica. <laughs> saw, saw Jeremy from Panama City. Yeah. So for those of you who wonder, go by, go to my Facebook page and find that picture, and you can see, you can put a face with a name there. Mm-hmm. So. And we went go-kart riding. That's one of our, so we went on vacation with Cody and Nicole and some other people last year, and then go-kart riding last year. They loved it so much. They're like, let's do it again. So we ran up to Panama City and... Uh, found a place to go racing again we have so much fun doing that we do and that's something you can bring the kids to go do (laughs) Mm -hmm, as well mm -hmm. you know like when you're beaching obviously you're doing adult things sipping adult beverages just relaxing and things i mean the men are i mean we're we're caring for the children and making sure they're entertained i don't want to hear that you had plenty of mom water down there one day i had one day you had yeah Mm -hmm. you were i didn't say chugging i said sipping One day you chugged. The other days you <laughs> no, sipped. No, I didn't. Oh, BS. No, Folks, I didn't. Folks, don't I let her fool you. Ryan. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll be back in another six weeks. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, well, it's been fun, folks. Three yeah. minutes and 37 seconds in. Mm-hmm. We're out. <laughs> I'm not going to say a word. Okay. So, um... CDL class. I'm scheduled for my test. I am on the books to take my final CDL, I guess, exam. So, like the at big the D- one where yeah, you go to the DMV, the DMV or yeah. BMV if you're from Indiana. Yeah, yeah. on Friday. You're going to take Friday. the big truck there mm-hmm. 
and go through it mm-hmm. and do the driving test. So that means one week from today, like I said, folks, this is Monday morning. One week from today, you might be able to legally drive a semi. Yes. Rock and roll. Now, listen, I've got to call in for jury duty on Friday. Oh, shit. There's always something that gets in the way. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm going to be available on Monday morning for you. Because yet. you might have to go. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, so we get home from vacation, and obviously, you know, you have a week's <laughs> worth of mail stacked up, and there is a letter in the mail. Jer- uh, uh, jury duty has been summoned upon Jessica. Mm-hmm. So uh, for federal court. Yes. In Benton, in Illinois. Benton. This mm-hmm. is, I mean, this is a. Uh, the federal stuff. It, wait, now, federal court. Is Trump being indicted in Illinois, too? Maybe you're going to. I know. Maybe of. you'll be a juror there. I don't know. Well, if it is a Trump thing, it, if it is a Trump one. I doubt it, but it's, okay. I'm sure it's not, but let's just play like it is. You tell everybody that you love J.B. Pritzker. That'll get you on the jury. Oh, okay. And then you can vote the exact so opposite. So lie to them. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, okay. yeah, they lie okay. to you all the time, so what the hell's the difference? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right? That's true. I mean... <laughs> That's true. No, I'm... I'm, Yeah, so I've got the whole pre-trip stuff I'm studying this week and videos oh, and, for the truck and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, we'll, then we'll see what happens with jury duty on Friday. Hey, you know, something I was wanting to know. Uh, the demographic of the people, the students that you're training with, because mm-hmm. we have enrolled you through our local college, Wabash Valley College here yes. in Mount Carmel. Mm-hmm. Um to take the nowadays you have to take these stupid classes and be signed off so you can go take the test at the Mm -hmm. dmv Mm -hmm. tell me about the demographic of the students that you're taking this class with are they all just 18 year olds fresh out of high school no i think there's a few um i drove with i think he was 18 or 19 maybe 20 the first two days I drove with a guy you know after you get your permit then you can get into the truck with the instructor so after drove two two days with this one guy and I was accelerating I guess I was I was learning and doing I was going a lot faster than this other kid (laughs) so they paired me with another guy named Luke and he's an 18 year old farm kid he was really really good at driving still is he's already we we I guess we're in class for two two or three weeks together and he did really really well and I was actually hoping that I could test on the same day that he did, so that because we were on the same level, and then I had to go on vacation, you know. So I kind of wish that I would have stayed back. But no, um, there's a few farm kids in there. There was a gal who was looking at going to lineman school, but she needed a CDLA, so that's what you know took her a while to get through the class. And then, um, and then there's some other guys that are 40s, 50s, I'd say 50s, yeah, 40s for sure, and then maybe one or two that are in their 50s. Um, they either have a job or they're trying to better themselves. Yeah, of course. So, um, a lot of them have a job and then they need a CDLA. So their job is sending them. Uh Mm -hmm. There's one or two that have like a B class right? and then they're, they're getting their A. Um, but no, it's, it's all over the board. So yeah, there's only one other gal that I know of other than myself that were in the class at the same time. Right. So, but they, you know, starting out wages yeah the walmart distribution center is starting at ninety one thousand a year ninety one thousand ninety one thousand for a class a cdl driver stepping mm-hmm. out of the classroom mm-hmm. holy and i'm cow. sure you go through training and i'm sure you but there's yeah and then there's sign-on bonuses with other companies and stuff see that's just amazing it's to me. crazy ninety one thousand dollars you mm-hmm. don't have to own the truck you don't have to put diesel in it def yeah. you don't have to repair it 
Yeah. You don't have to buy new tires for it. You just get in it and drive. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that there is experience and driving records. They run all your background, you know, all that. You've got, of course, you've got to be drug free, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, but I mean, you have to be drug free to hold a CDL. Mm -hmm. You always have to pass drug tests if if you're pulled on a random. Yes. Yeah. Now, see, like, this is what gets me is you have these kids that go to college for five, four years for a four year degree. I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously. That's that's the idea. Most many many kids take six years to get a four year degree. That's a whole other story. But four years for a four year degree, five years for a master's if they want. Stepping out, if you have a master's degree in business, what can you expect to come out of college and and make as a beginner? I don't. I mean, at it depends on where you're at. You, you know, in the you city, it, you're going to make sixty or seventy. I would say. But it's not a six figure job. No. Why would anybody pay anybody six figures without any experience? Okay, okay. So here, here's where I'm going with this. You're going to pay a heck of a lot of money to get a four or a five year degree, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. A heck of a lot of money. Probably have student loans up to your eyeballs, mm-hmm. and then you're still only going to walk out and get paid forty. Well, not forty, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars as a beginner, as to where you can pay three thousand or. $3,800. Let's just say 5000 Okay. You, yeah. Let's just, depending on where you're at, uh-huh. $5,000 to take the CDL class A, you know. Mm-hmm. And all you do is drive. And you walk out and you make 91000 mm-hmm. What does that tell you? We are in, like, there is a huge demand. For trade. For that job. Yeah. For drivers. Like, so whenever you get your MBA, your five-year degree, Let's say there's 20 of you that graduate in your class with whatever your specific uh, mm-hmm. talent would be. There might only be 12 jobs hiring for those 20 people. Mm-hmm. So almost it's like, well, you just kind of take what you get and hope you get it. As to where with the CDL, everybody needs CDL drivers. You could It's a lot more negotiating power right yes. there. Once you get out of that class, it's like, well, you know. Uh, Walmart needs me, but I tell you what, so does uh, JB Hunt, Schneider National, mm-hmm. uh, you name the company that you see the trucks going all the time. And I mean, you got, it's called, it, it's called power. It's mm-hmm. negotiation. You yeah. have the ability to maybe negotiate a little bit yeah. on what you're yeah. paid. Yeah. And now so, I realize not everybody wants to be a truck driver, yeah. but you all the time hear people say, well, everybody's so underpaid in this country. You don't have to be. Mm-mm. And just because you're a truck driver doesn't mean you got to do it the rest of your life. Go do it for three or four years. Get a yeah. nest egg. Now, get there your are house some paid companies, off, whatever. There are some companies who will hire, like, uh, felons, you know, and you're not going to see the highest paying jobs there, but they are also looking for truck drivers. Um, there's a few. I, I, I've just heard stories of a few felons that have came through the class, and then they start out somewhere. They get some driving under their belt. And they're not making as much money as like what Walmart or UPS. Is that just because they're a felon? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that you're you'll find that, and I only know that from working in employment agencies. You know, it's hard it's hard for felons to find jobs for sure. It's hard to find somebody who's a felon who wants to work. I mean, it, not all the time. I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I shouldn't. I shouldn't have said that the way that it came out. But um, it's just harder to find employers who will employ felons at a high rate of pay. Well, I, and I understand that it it, it would come with some risk mm-hmm. because yeah. you're trusting that the felon has straightened their act up. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then once they prove it, then obviously they're worth mm-hmm. just as much as everyone else. Right. I mean, and then you've got to deal with probation officers. You've got to deal. I mean, there's a lot of rules that go along with someone who's had a background in criminal yeah. stuff. So, and I, like I said, I only know that from working in employment agencies. And sure. Sure. So, um, no, anyways, 
driving school has been so great. It is foreign language, and I thought that I would forget everything that I learned. But you know what? When I got in the truck and I started doing the backing drills and then driving After the we route, got back from vacation. Yes, yes. I, did, I think I did really good. <laughs> I impressed well, myself. <laughs> you know, whenever you left that morning to go back to school after mm-hmm. we got back from a vacation, mm-hmm. you were like... Oh, I just, I don't think I'm going to do any good. And I was like, you're going to be just fine. It's like driving. It's like riding a bike. Once you learn how to do it, you're not going to forget. Hear me out. Mm -hmm. I haven't flown an airplane for probably what? Two and a half, three years. Yeah. If I were guessing. Yeah. I guarantee you, I could get right back in one right now and fly it. Yeah. I might be a little bit rusty here and there, and I wouldn't do it by myself the first time. I'd definitely take an instructor with me just to, you know, knock all Freshen the rust off. Up. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I could do it. Yeah, I mean, I could still think about it's a little bit scarier than a you know semi truck, but <laughs> okay, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the muscle memory that uh-huh. I, I would know how much to hit the rudder, how much to turn the ailer on if mm-hmm. I was coming in on a crosswind landing. How you know, mm-hmm. I would just remember what to do it. And Jeremy from Panama really would like you to get a plane, too. There's a bunch of people who would like to get me a plane again. Yeah, yeah. It would be fun. It is It is fun. You know the biggest problem with me getting You're so high on life after you have that freedom of flying in the air. I know. I know. And I'm, like I've, I've said this before, I'm the beneficiary of your highness. Well, sure. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. I... I, I there's, you could give me the worst day in the world mm-hmm. and then throw me in an airplane. You need another I'm, hobby other than working. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. But Okay. All here's right. the problem. What's the problem? The airport's like 45 minutes away. So what? So by the time you I know. get your stuff together in the house, get up to the airport, mm-hmm. pull the airplane out, do the uh, quote-unquote pre-trip, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. that's even more <laughs> important than an 18-wheeler, mm-hmm. and they're both important. Mm-hmm. But do your pre-trip, pre-flight. Yeah. Get it over to the gas state or gas pumps. Fill it up. Take off. Fly around. Fly around however long you want to fly if you're just doing it for a joyride. Yeah. Get back there. Land. Put it away. And then drive an hour home. And then drive an hour home. I mean, I could many times that I used to do this on Sundays. I would leave the farm at eleven o'clock in the morning. And I wouldn't get back until five or six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And and in all of that, I probably only had hour, maybe an hour and a half of actual flying time in there. The rest of it was prep and mm-hmm. and then putting it back away. Then you need to make your trips like, I don't know, more meaningful. Go somewhere. No, now I need <laughs> now I need now I need to get uh, some of my buddies who know how to asphalt things and make a runway right behind the house. Oh, okay. And then build a small hangar because that's no big deal. All no, right. it's no big deal. Yeah. Like, get it stabilized and everything. Oh, yeah. Talking a lot about... And I got some really good friends that do stabilization there in Mount uh-huh, Carmel. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No big deal. Yeah. Okay. It would only... Like, for a little Cessna... goals. For a little Cessna, I'd only need a... <laughs> I don't know. 1,800-foot runway. Okay. I'd want it longer than that. Yeah, but You could take up the whole backyard. I'm fine with it. Okay. It's going to be a lot more in the backyard. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. So we did go to Mike Burkhart's one weekend. Yes, we did. Yeah, and saw a lot of people that we know. And for yeah. all of you that we saw, it's great to see you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. We yep. had a great time there. Um, what else have we been up to? We've just been um, living life, really. I think you said a few weeks ago that you know we are making life happen for us, and that's what we're doing. We've never been so social in our entire yeah, we're not, life is not happening to us. Yeah. We are happening to life. Mm-hmm. 
that's the way I feel like this whole summer has been. And this, you guys have got the shaft on it. And I'm sorry about that. But, hey, it's just the way that it is. And everybody says that they're so busy, so busy. And we are. I mean, we it's like a listening to a broken record. <laughs> so we're so busy. We're so busy. I had a guy busy. poke fun oh, at me God, on TikTok. So busy. I had a guy f- poke fun at me on TikTok about that so busy thing. Yeah. I, I made that TikTok where me and Cody were sitting on the beach. And I took that stupid sound that, uh-huh. these far- that there's a few farmers that have used. That are, it's about what was me farming again. It used to be that we got up at six and worked all day, and then. But why do we have to pay for the? It's it's a in my opinion, it's a really dumb soundbite. So I used it just being a smart ass of me sitting on the beach, looking at the ocean. <laughs> I mean, yeah, just being a smart ass. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody in that thread commented and said. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't make a podcast because you're so busy all the time. Mm-hmm. Here you um, are sitting on a beach. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. On my one vacation per year. Mm-hmm. Like, this has been two because we went to Mexico in January. But yeah. anyway, I guess I deserve that one. I guess you did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I would love to get back to where we do this podcast on Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, and I've said this before think, for you guys, yeah. it was just so much better for on me for Friday if I can find the time Friday morning to do it. And... The reason is because I just hate it because it just ruins Sunday. It doesn't ruin. I mean, I enjoy doing it, but it ruins your day. It just, Mm -hmm. by the time I get in, get the research done, you're looking at six hours. Yeah. And then if, and then if you feel pressured to do one, it's not fun anymore for us to just sit and chat. And it's not like we don't talk like this all week long to each other. We're just not recording ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Probably ought to. Yeah. Well, that'd be more entertaining probably for a lot of people. But anyways. Yeah. Well, I don't want to do this if I'm not going to have fun. I don't Mm want to do this if I feel like I'm. it's just a job. Mm, Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. I want to do this having fun so it shines through in our voices and our banter and everything. Yeah. I'm not the news. No. We report stories, but we are not the news. We're here strictly for your entertainment just to have fun, make you laugh, and hopefully let you know that there's still some... (laughs) moderately normal people out there yeah so um last time i think we did it may have been our last podcast that we did we were talking about the moon landing and how i'm like it's a conspiracy that we even landed on the moon yes okay what did you come up with listen linda if you think that we landed on the moon you are definitely in the minority of the people that emailed back in yes really Mm mm-hmm and the people that I talked to at, at Mike's, actually, whenever I was like, okay, so there were obviously listeners coming up to us, and I don't, I don't, it's so hard to remember everybody's name, and I try really, really hard, but there were people that walked up and said, you know what, Jessica, I didn't question anything until two or three years ago, and now I question everything. So did we land on the moon? I don't know. I don't know. Did we or didn't we? I have no idea. I don't think so. I'm still pro moon landing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it is real. I just read an I read a headline. I didn't read the article. Did Russia just have some spacecraft crash into the moon in the past I don't week? Know. I know I they did. Know. I but know there I just are read pictures. that yesterday. There are pictures of the moon landing happening. So and obviously we live streamed it all back in sixty when was that? Sixty nine? Uh, the people that make the <laughs> argument it didn't happen. I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> I wish I had that TikTok that I saw. It had a lot of vulgar words in it, but man, yeah. by the time he got done explaining it, even I was like, huh. We got to try to find it real quick. No, no I think okay. that that's going to take a long time. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> next no, week. I think that if you if you think that our government hasn't lied to us about these kinds of things, then maybe. Well, see, that's this is the thing. And there's so many people who are like, Ryan is so naive. 
Yeah, I know. Jessica, when you start talking about this stuff, it's like I'm on I'm on the same level as you, and Ryan is just so naive. But it's really funny to like kind of listen to him try to wake up. Listen, (laughs) and that's what they say. (laughs) Well, it's like okay, I I personally have never really trusted our government at all. Like the shit that comes out of their mouth from Washington D.C. or whatever, I just never. You take it with a grain of salt most of the time. Mm Mm-hmm. But then after COVID and all the freaking mm. lies that mm-hmm. we were told through that, it makes a guy step back and go, what else are they lying to us about now? Right. And this moon landing thing is one of them. Yeah. Well, like the FDA, I used to look at things on the back and say, this hasn't been approved by the FDA and I'd put it back on the shelf. Nowadays, no, the FDA is a joke. No, yeah. thank you. I don't care if it's been approved or not. I'm going to research a product and the company that sells it. And Just read an article yesterday. Just read one in doing show prep. It didn't make my stack, but yeah. just read an article yesterday. FDA, once again, denies ivermectin. Uh, ivermectin? To, yeah, ivermectin to be used as a treatment for That's what's left of COVID. What's left of COVID? Well, they're talking about bringing masks oh, yeah. back and I all know. the things. I know. Good luck with that. Mm. Good luck with that. Yeah. So, anyways, FDA is a FDA, whatever. <laughs> Ooh, that's a big one. <laughs> You're being mean now. Yes. Apologize. <laughs> or the CDC. Like, come on. The yeah. things that these people said in the last two or three years, I'm done. Yeah. Like, I have zero trust in these places. And this is the reason that we're having the discussion of mm-hmm. whether somebody landed on the moon. Right. Now, I am not about, even though I might entertain some of the arguments for the moon landing, I'm still 100%. I think 9-11 was not an inside job. I think that was oh, done honey. by jihadists. <laughs> I, honestly, I do. I think it's done by people who hate America. Because there's ex- a lot of them out there. They found one of those guys' passport in the rubble. I never read that, so I can't conform or deny that. Well, that's how they got one of the guys' names. They had those guys' names Ryan. before the end of the day, 9-11. Do you not remember? Yeah. Of course, you would have been like, what, four? Confer- <laughs> I was in seventh grade. <laughs> I Ryan, was one year out of college. They expect us to believe that after this, these two buildings collapsed, there was a passport, non-burned, I've never seen this story. From one of the hijackers. I cite your source. <sighs> Don't do it right now. Okay. We'll do it for next week. All right. Just saying. Anyways, so people are laughing right now because they're like, yeah, I know somebody who thinks like Ryan. <laughs> well, <laughs> I guarantee you I'm not alone out here. Come on. Anyways. <laughs> So that's funny. Yeah. No, I don't believe. On a, I have a hard time trusting our government with anything. Yeah. And now with the, the, they're talking about bringing masks back and everything. What a time to be alive. To say the least. Yes. Mm-hmm. But um, moving on here, farming wise, we finally got like steady rains right here in my area. I can't speak for a hundred miles north, south, east or west of me, but right here, uh, it's kind of a sweet spot here. We caught some good rains as my corn was pollinating. And um, I think I got a good crop coming. Now, we are going to be in the furnace this week. Uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, highs in the upper 90s. Nice. So, it'll be good swimming weather in the end, at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But I, for me personally, I think I got a good good crop of soybeans and corn coming on. I, I, I'm not scared. Mm-hmm. Not right now. Good. Um, for grain fill here, this four days of... Heat probably ain't going to help a whole lot. It's just going to max out your growing degree units. But 
Got plenty of moisture, so mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 optimistic. I think we're gonna. I can't say it's gonna be a bumper crop, the best I ever have. You never know that until you get out in it. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think we got a good crop. I really do. Good crop coming. Thank you, Jesus. That's right. Thank mm-hmm. you, Jesus. And I, and even though I troll the grain market discussions page quite often, <laughs> and I think a lot of the people on Facebook are babies. Um, on that page, I mean. Uh, t- if you are going through a drought and it is as bad as what the, the pictures that you're putting out there, I, I feel sorry for you. I, I hope that next year's better, but I, I find it hard to believe that it's really that bad. Okay. But I could be totally wrong. Okay. Like I said, I live, I live in the greater bone gap area. I don't live in Nebraska or Kansas, South Dakota. I don't live in the middle of Iowa. I have no idea what's going on up there. So, but we caught some good rains here. I think we got a good crop coming. I'd say for me, I'm probably four weeks away yet from starting harvest. Uh, really, the first beans that I have will okay. probably be getting close. They are the three the maturity three point ones are starting to lose their color. They're not as deep dark green as what they were, mm-hmm. but they're not turning yet. Now I went down to the cave quite a bit the last few weeks, and uh, just Saturday when I went down there, there's some fields of beans down there around Ridgeway, Illinois that mm-hmm. they're turning. Yeah. They're just flat turning. I mean, they're three weeks away. Yeah. So there's, there's places down in like El Dorado and Harrisburg. I made a trip to see my sister a few days ago and they're turning. Yeah. I was like, well, maybe Ryan isn't crazy. It's not too early for him to start. <laughs> you should default to that. I'm not crazy. What well, the heck? I mean, I was like, I just don't think, I don't know. You had suddenly died syndrome, I think in, in one spot. <laughs> suddenly died syndrome. <laughs> Died suddenly. Died I mean. suddenly. <laughs> Died suddenly. She even, you've in been the field. A, now you've been on X too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sorry. I do. I do enjoy reading through Twitter, but um, I don't get stressed out. Being on vacation, I just I turned everything off. Good. I turned everything off, like even emails and stuff. Um, a quick update, which it reminds me, a quick update about scholarships. Man, it was hard to get a hold of colleges and their financial systems and foundations and stuff this summer. Do you think that was just because it was summer? I think so. Because I, I took one day and I got a hold of everybody. Now they're in session. They had to give me calls back and that kind of thing. But I got a hold of all of the colleges and uh, checks have been out. So I, I, I don't know. Maybe we, we should offer earlier next year. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Did you see we'll where to Tony's see. doing that same thing? Uh-uh. He, uh, he, I saw a TikTok of his last week. He is selling shirts at the Farm Progress show. Nice. Tony Reed for president. To give. And he's taking the money that he's <laughs> going to make off of those. And he's giving out trade scholarships as well. Oh, nice. That is very, I, that's, that's great. a very good deal. That's fantastic. So Tony, Carolyn, if you're listening, mm-hmm. Nick, I think Nick actually does listen to the program. Oh, good. Uh, Hi, Nick. Nick, if you talk to Tony, yeah. tell him that. He might want to award those scholarships and try to get the money to the kids' the account mm-hmm. before the end of the second semester. Yes. Because if you yeah. do it like we did, award them in May and then try to get some get a hold of the school in June, uh-uh. that ain't going to work. Uh-uh. It's just... No. Uh, uh, and that was the thing. All summer long, I've been bugging Jess. I'm like, hey, have we got the scholarship stuff lined out? Nobody's She's like, I can't get a hold back. of anybody. I'm yeah. like, great. Everybody's going to think that we were lying about mm-hmm. this the whole time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, no, and I had a mom uh, reach out via email, and she's like, hey, we've got signed up. And I said, listen, I was bound and determined to get somebody on the phone this week, and I did. So I've got the information that I need. 
Yeah. And it's really like, who do I write the check out to? Because you can't just write it out to the student. I mean, I guess you could, but then... We aren't playing that game. No. Mm -mm. Even if you bought your books and you just say, oh, well, can you just write me a check for this? No. No. We've got it. No. We've got to do it legit. Yep. On the up and up. It goes to the college. Mm -hmm. Yep. That's that's how we get the tax benefit from it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we we can write it to you personally and call you. You're not my employee. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not going to take payroll taxes out of your scholarship money. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, seriously. But we have to we have to do it on the up and up and and legit. And we're sewing into these students. And that's how that's how we're going to do it. That's right. That's how we have to do it. Hey, I got something I want to ask any of you guys. Bushels and barrels one at gmail.com. So I'm thinking about building a new tank truck, oil field tank truck. Mm. And I'm learning very quickly that uh, there are not many fiberglass manufacturers in the United States of America anymore that make fiberglass tanks, at least not that I can find. And instead of a steel tank, I want to I build a fiberglass tank because steel and salt water don't go together. Plus, if I build a fiberglass tank on my truck, I can haul liquid nitrogen with it so I can dual purpose one of my oil-filled tank trucks, haul nitrogen to my sprayer. I can't find, except for one place in Kansas called Glass King, and they are like three or four months out from being able to even start to build. I can't find anybody else, like maybe Glass King's competition, that would make these and what i want is a, as a 70 barrel tank which is 42 gallons per barrel so basically a, i don't know three thousand gallon tank and it's got to be a vacuum tank but i don't I, if any of you guys know any uh fiberglass manufacturers that would make me those tanks and, and the, the guy that i found in kansas he actually makes the tank rails and all toolbox and everything all you got to do is set it down in your truck frame and bolt it on i mean it's like plug and play it's ready to go so if you guys know of anybody that does that stuff, hey, bushelsandbarrels1gmail.com, send that to me, the uh, contact info, uh, and because I'm looking for somebody else because these guys are just busy. It's, and I talked to this guy in Kansas this morning, and super, super nice guy, and he's just like, yeah, he goes, we can't find anybody to work here in Kansas. Like, you know, we can't in Illinois either. I mean, it's and, and finding employees is tough anywhere you are nowadays, but mm-hmm. he just says he's so far behind, and it's just going to be a while. And I, nothing against that. I said, put me on your list then. I mean, I don't have a choice. But he said he thought there might be somebody in Michigan that does it. But I don't have any idea. But anyway, just keep that in mind. Bushelsandbarrels1 at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. All right. The uh, primary is going on right now for the GOP, right? Mm-hmm. Your potential candidates. Donald Trump, with every indictment, gets stronger and stronger. Every single one. It's, as far as I'm concerned, he's about two more indictments away from securing the presidency in 2024. He said he was just one away, and that was before he got indicted in Georgia. Well, so. and, and there's a new indictment coming down. I think that somebody found out that he didn't return a blockbuster video 25 years what? ago. And they're indicting him on late charges. <laughs> <laughs> That's how ridiculous these yes. have become. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. And if you guys don't understand, like, if you think that he did anything wrong, I encourage you to just listen to Mark Levin. Mark spells it out 100%, and it's easy to listen to mm-hmm. what's going on and why Donald Trump is just getting the just getting railed here. And we all know it just from instinct, but if okay. you want to know the nuts and bolts about it, turn on Levin, because mm-hmm. he will tell you. Now, what I, 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 sh- I should say interesting, but it's not interesting, what's predictable is the fact that 
all the news wants to talk about your 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 big three liberals liberal news is Donald Trump and these indictments. They are totally washing away any of the Hunter Biden stuff. Well, it's almost like every time something is coming out from like James Comer and the Oversight Committee of Hunter Biden and the connections with all these different countries. Yeah, a submarine explodes. And <laughs> pretty much with the Trump indictment. Seriously. But it, whenever they have something massive about the Bidens. A whale dies in Miami. Yes, and then... And somehow or another, that and makes then Trump national indicts, news. And, and Trump, Trump gets indicted in a different state or for something different. Or, yeah. you know, he's got 500 indictments. Or Hurricane Benghazi. I mean, Hurricane Hillary <laughs> in California. That's all it was this morning, wall-to-wall, Hurricane yeah. Hillary. And I'm not, trying to dis, I'm not trying to discount the fact that for certain people in a certain area in California, that's probably not a really good deal. <sighs> but yeah. it's like... All they anything they can come up with to not talk mm-hmm. about Biden's. Mm-hmm. I I just I don't these people that still support Biden. These people that still support liberals, they just got their heads so far in the sand, or they're just genuinely dumb people. That's what it is. That's, yeah, it, honestly. Mm-hmm. But hmm. talking about the GOP primary, I got a Newsmax headline: Emerson poll tied with Biden. Trump leads GOP by forty-six points. So of all the contenders that he's running against in the GOP, so that'd be DeSantis, Larry Elder, uh, Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy, Chris Christie, all, everybody. He's leading them by forty-six points. He is walking away with this. This is a blowout. Not to say that something might not change. <laughs> If one of these sham trials gets, well, I say this, I think John, I think Donald Trump could probably end up in jail and still win the nomination. Guaranteed, yeah, guaranteed. I think that's how fed up people like me and you are with this. Mm-hmm. But DeSantis is falling. But I tell you, DeSantis is just he. Uh, he has been beat up on, you know. I've always said that the media will tell you who they're scared of. Obviously, they're scared of Trump because that's all they want to do is rail him. But in second is DeSantis. They just, the media wants to kill DeSantis. Now, I also have a headline here where DeSantis is kind of stepping on his own foot from the Epoch Times. DeSantis calls Trump supporters, quote, listless vessels. I heard the soundbite this morning. And? I'm not impressed with the way that he delivered that remark. And I think it was a total slam to all of us. Okay, fair enough. So this, I, I only two pull quotes from pull quotes from this article. Presidential candidate, presidential candidate, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis took aim at former rival President Donald Trump's supporters on August nineteenth, calling them listless vessels. The comments caused one of President Trump's packs to demand an apology from the Florida governor. Now, all right, I got two things to say about this. Trump goes after DeSantis, and you know what I think about that. I realize it's primary season, and both are trying to get the nomination. Mm-hmm. So you got to do a little mudslinging or whatever. And I've been very vocal of like, dude, we don't don't call him Ron DeSanctimony. He's a great guy. He's done a great job in I Florida. I mean, there's a lot of people who have said that he is bought and paid for by the deep state. So Okay, well, that or or and Soros. So I've I do not look at Ron DeSantis like Mitch McConnell. Or Lindsey Graham. That's a great point. Okay, that's a great point. So I, that, so I don't think he's bought and paid for by the deep state like that. Okay. But here's here's what I... 
The political mudslinging, yeah, candidate versus candidate, get that. DeSantis, I don't know why or who, or if maybe it was just he didn't think before he said it, which I find hard to believe, but shit happens, mm-hmm. um, to, to go after Trump supporters. Because think in the long game, let's just say that you did make the most miraculous comeback in the world, beat Trump, get the nomination. Well, you're going to need all these listless vessels to propel you to mm-hmm. the White House. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And all you did was just piss them off. Well, you insulted them. Yeah. So that's the first thing. It's like, okay, I go after Trump. Don't go after supporters because eventually you're going to need them should you win. Mm-hmm. The other thing, though, that I that I just I find laughable is the pull quote: "The comments caused one of President Trump's packs to demand an apology." Are, are we in grade school here? We don't need an need an apology. You hurt my feelings. No, you're in the big leagues. This is what happens. You're in the big leagues. Don't ask for an apology. If you're really that offended, hit back. Hmm. You know? In the big leagues. I almost think that this is, like, said on purpose just to show that. Because they're so... The media is on on board with DeSantis or anybody who's not Trump, right? So I think that this pack came out and said, I'm going to shed light to DeSantis and what he said about you, Trump voters not necessarily the apology. Well, that's kind of foolish of the pack then. <laughs> I'm just saying. Because that means the pack thinks that they have more media publicity than what DeSantis is. They don't. That's why I'm saying they're going to shed this light on there because they don't get a whole lot. So what's going to make a headline is we're going to offer like we are going to demand an apology from the DeSantis campaign because it's so childish and so petty. <laughs> well, I think it's really stupid of that pack to ask that. I think it's hilarious. I think it's I absolutely. I understand what you're saying. I think it's funny. I mean, I, well, I think it's funny because nobody else is saying, oh, my gosh, did you hear what DeSantis called the the, the Trump supporters or MAGA? <laughs> yes, yes. But That's I mean, all like, I'm saying. Like I said, this is the big leagues. Yeah. You, you, you don't demand an apology. You hit back. I mean, baseball analogy. Okay. Okay. DeSantis was just on the mound, and he just threw a fastball and hit the batter. The batter in this case is the Trump supporter. Uh-huh. He just beamed him. Uh-huh. All right? Uh-huh. Now, the the Trump supporters don't need to stand up and say, we want an apology. No. Here in a half an inning, we're going to be back up on the mound. Uh-huh. And just like in the major leagues, <laughs> they don't demand apologies in Major League Baseball. You bean the next guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Eye for an eye here. But see, when Trump says things like derogatory about a person, like it's it makes headlines, right? And then whenever DeSantis is saying things about a group of people, it's not really. So the headline here was, oh, this pack of Trump is making a demand for an apology. Do you get what I'm saying? Uh, a little bit, yes. I see yeah. what you're saying. Okay. Stop. I'm just I'm just saying, like, I think it's funny, and I think other Trump voters would think, oh, that pack is stupid, but at least it's bringing light to DeSantis. Right. Okay. <laughs> and Fair what enough. he said about you. Fair enough. Because you're, quote, MAGA, make America great again, which is so bad. <laughs> well, can, can, you, can you recall a time whenever Trump insulted the DeSantis supporters? No. I can't either. Mm-mm. I mean, I'm sitting here thinking about rewind to 2019 whenever Hillary called the MAGA people deplorables. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. but she was from the opposite party. Mm-hmm. So obviously she doesn't really care Yeah, that she insults, you know, but I, I don't know. I don't know. 
We'll see what happens with this yeah. first debate. This first debate is this week, right? Yeah, Trump's not showing up. I hope he is. I really hope he shows up. If he up. does, I think it's on Wednesday. It's either Wednesday or Thursday this week, here okay. a couple days. If he does, that's must-see TV. Oh, because yeah. Guaranteed. back in 2015, during this, this exact same cycle, whenever we had the GOP primaries mm-hmm. and Trump was on stage with these clowns, oh, my gosh, handing yeah. them their ass every night. The best watching TV you could ever watch. I don't know if, if Trump shows up, if Chris Christie's going to show up. Oh, oh, but Chris Chris <laughs> thinks that Trump is just intimidated by him and won't debate him. Oh, that's hilarious. No, because, and you know, I think Trump's people talk to Fox's people, and that was last week sometime. I'm pretty sure that happened, but I don't know what was said <laughs> or what they agreed to or didn't yeah, agree I, to. I don't know about but, that either. And, and when Trump was asked about Christie at some point last week or two weeks ago, he said, no, he wasn't available for a chat because he was busy eating. And I think that is... Busy oh, eating. <laughs> that does, coming from Chris Christie, that does not surprise me at all. But that's what Trump said about well, him. Well, didn't we and hear he a song said, about, didn't a guy write a song here that just released, that uh, didn't get released, just went viral here a couple of weeks ago, a bag of fudge rounds? Mm-hmm. You can find plenty of those at Chris Christie's place. Guaranteed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Good grief. Oh, that was rough, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Another person that's running for uh, the GOP nomination is a black man uh-huh. named Larry Elder. Do you know of Larry? Yeah, of he Larry. ran for governor in California. Yeah, he did. Got beat by Gavin Newsom. But mm-hmm. Larry Elder is an awesome, awesome guy. He's he's a conservative, but I mean, uh, above and beyond that, he's a very intelligent guy. Mm-hmm. He's a guy when it comes to, he does not have the racism chip on his shoulder. No. At all. No, he doesn't believe there's racism. And I mean, there's there's... He does, but it's not what media and like BLM tells you it is. Right, right. So, so as he is out campaigning, getting his message out, uh, he ended up on this program on Sirius XM called The Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God. Yuck. Uh, Charlemagne the God is a piece of, yeah, excrement. Mm-hmm. He is. He really is. He he. Rush had him on his show one time, and uh, the guy. The agreement was they would be cordial. Rush yeah. obviously was cordial. Mm-hmm. Charlemagne was not. He was 100% just a dick. It's really uh, what he was. Yeah, he was. And, you know, he, he ended- got off the phone with Rush and said, rest in peace. Yeah. As Rush mm-hmm. was going through his, his cancer. Yes. In the latter mm-hmm. stages of his life. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is the guy that we're talking about. Yep. Well, for whatever reason, Larry Elder decided, you know what? And I'm sure it was just a play to try to reach a different demographic, a different audience, because there are people that listen to this moron yeah. on, on Sirius XM. Don't argue with Larry Elder about racism. Have you ever heard <clears> of <throat> the term a nigga wake up call? No. It is an incident where a person of color forgets that they are of color and are reminded rather brutally by an unexpected act of racism. Oh, have you ever brother. had any of oh, those? Oh, brother. I'm just asking. I'm just, have, you think you've ever well, had Well, I'm acutely aware, Charlemagne, that I'm a black person, just as you are a black person. And when uh, Joe Biden insulted you by saying, mm-hmm. you ain't really black, we don't know whether or not you want to vote for me or vote for Donald Trump, uh, it seems to me that should have been a wake-up call on your part. How dare this guy come in here and insult you, a black man, and tell you you got to think a certain kind of way? I'm amazed that you weren't mad about that. Um, I didn't, I'm not going to say I, it upset me, just like I'm not letting you upset me. You know what I mean? I don't tend to get upset over things like well, that. But what I did say Well, well you was, just not, not talk about, about a nigger wake-up call, and it seemed to me that that should have been a wake-up call on your part, to have a white guy come in here who also said, by the way, uh, uh, about Mitt Romney, um, 
because he didn't want to put more regulations on Wall Street, going to put y'all back in chains. And Joe Biden has lied for decades about his civil rights record, claiming that he desegregated movie theaters and restaurants in, in Wilmington, Delaware, when he didn't, any, didn't do any of that. He lied and said that he tried to visit Nelson Mandela during apartheid South Africa. He did not. And he came in here and told you you aren't even black unless you think a certain kind of way. It seems to me that should have been a nigga wake-up call for you, but it wasn't, apparently. Yeah, I mean, you know, for the record, I'm not a Democrat or Republican. I, I, I didn't say I, you were. Yeah, I think both. I don't know what trash. you are. I, I never yeah. even asked you about your party affiliation. Yeah, I think I'm just saying, you, but you are black. Absolutely. And, and to have a white guy come in here and tell you you have to say uh, think a certain kind of way, otherwise you quote ain't black. Wow. How should I have replied to him? You think? What I just now said. How dare you insult me and tell me I, I think as, as a human being, let alone as a black person. I don't tell you how to think, Joe Biden. How dare you come in here and tell me how, to, how I, I should think. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump if I want to vote for Donald Trump. And if I want to vote for Donald Trump, it does not make me not black. 20% of black people, black men, as I said, voted for Donald Trump in 2020. Are they not black now? So only 80% of black people, black men walking around are really black, 20% are not, because they voted for Donald Trump. How insulting is that? How condescending is that? Mm. I, I mean, you're probably right, but I didn't take it in that way. As well, I, I said, did. As I said to him in that moment, you know, it's just about me wanting something for my people. And I want to know what is he going to do for my people. And not only for my people now, how are you going to atone for the things you've done to my people? Right. That's it. Right. And this is a guy, uh, Joe Biden, who, when he first got into the Senate, hung out with segregationists, talked about how well, he, how well he got along with them, uh, talked about how he didn't want integration because of a jungle. Uh, this guy has made Absolutely. all sorts of insulting things to black people, and his policies right now are hurting black people. Inflation hurts the people at the bottom more than anything else. Letting a bunch of illegal aliens under, into the border are hurting black people more than anybody else, as I said earlier. He opposes uh, school choice when he has his own kids in private school, and we lost a year, almost two years of in-school education in California because of COVID that he supported. I mean, this guy has done monstrous things to black people and then for him to come in here and tell you how you ought to think as a black person it blew my mind as a person objectively who doesn't care yeah so something that i cannot stand about certain people with a chip on their shoulder just like charlemagne mm -hmm. is he refers to black people as my people my people charlemagne do you own these people right my people I guess he he thinks he's got the power to speak for all black people. You know what slave owners used to call slaves? My people. Mm. Well, Charlemagne, are you a slave owner? Because who are your people? You know, whenever I see whenever I see a crowd of white people, I don't look at them and go, "Oh, those are my people." Mm -hmm. I I don't get that, and I hate hearing that. My people. You don't own those people. No. And just because you think a certain way doesn't mean that they do. And you could, and that, that statement goes way beyond race. Just because I think, I think in a conservative fashion and you think as a liberal fashion doesn't mean that you are or are not my people. Because I don't, I don't know. I just don't see all this black and white like Charlemagne does. And then, and then to say that uh, he needs to know from politicians what are they going to do to come in and atone for their sins of the past. Charlemagne, <sighs> you were not sinned against mm -hmm. ever in your life. Mm -hmm. Your mom and dad were more than likely not sinned against. Maybe during the segregation era of the 50s, maybe they, they ate some of that crow. And if they did, I'm sorry that happened. But we're past that. Mm -hmm. And the only people keeping it alive are people like you with those comments. Because it ain't me. Whenever I get on a bus or I get on a plane, I don't think there's any specific place that a certain race needs to sit versus another ever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's a separate bathroom that a certain race needs to be in versus a different race. Never. 
Boys go in the boys' bathroom. Girls go in the girls' bathroom. Don't care. I, I, I seriously don't care what color you are, what ethnicity you are. Don't care. Don't look at my wee-wee. I won't look at yours. I mean, that's honestly, that's... Mm-hmm. But it's people like Charlemagne the God, and I don't know who he's, whose God he is. or I mean, maybe he thinks he's a God. Uh, maybe that's the reason he calls them my people. I, I just can't stand stuff like that. But kudos to Larry Elder for going out and just And he stayed ripping. so, so professional. Oh, and yeah. like, he just sounded a lot smarter. Like I said, when... <laughs> and... <laughs> yes. I'm just saying. And like I said, you of all the people you would want to, don't want to argue, I should say, about racism, Larry Elder would be one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's he's got common sense down pat. He, I think he completely understands what the real problem is here. Yeah. You know? And I don't know. I, it just <sighs> irritates me. Sure because th- that right there is how racism <clears throat> keeps going. Oh, yeah. And Charlemagne's probably the same guy that has the hashtag end racism on everything that he does. Right. End racism. Mm-hmm. But then he goes, he turns around and does shit like that. My people. I'm sorry. Sorry. You've lost me, dude. Mm-hmm. You've lost me. Because Charlemagne, you're an American. And and I'm Ryan Peter. And you are my people because you're an American. Mm-hmm. We don't have to agree on everything. But you're my people. It has nothing to do with your race, though. Man, just in the last, I feel like, five years, racism has just, like, blown up. You oh, know. it has. It's awful. And, and, you know, it was supposed to be over with when Obama got elected. That's the end of racism. And yeah. it has done nothing but got worse and worse and worse. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's done on purpose. I, for what reason? I don't, other than to divide us as a, as Americans, I, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. it. And that's all. Yep. <clears throat> just another layer of division. It really is. Mm-hmm. It totally is. So. But, so, um, moving on here. I, if I had <laughs> this TikTok sent to me one time, I had it sent to me three or 400 times. Okay. Oliver Anthony. Yes. He wrote this song. And Oliver Anthony is not a signed musician. He's a guy that plays guitar at his house, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. And puts a few videos of him playing up on YouTube, TikTok, things like that, Instagram. But he's not he's not a major musician by any stretch, but he had a song that went absolutely nutso viral in about 72 hours while we were in Florida. The first time I saw it was on Thursday whenever we were at Florida. So it had been basically a week and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And by the time we were coming home, that was all that was on X. It was all that was on Facebook. I mean, all that was uh, on TikTok is this song called Rich Men North of Richmond. Mm-hmm. And I realize most of you guys have social media, so you've all seen it. But I I know that there are also listeners to this program that's not on social media, that maybe haven't seen it or haven't heard the whole song. They've just heard clips of it on the news. And I think for you guys, it's important that you hear the whole song. Plus, for everybody that saw it on social media, you probably like it if, you, if you're like me. So this song is called Richmond North of Richmond. And for those of you in Bone Gap, North of Richmond is Washington, D.C. So he's talking about <laughs> federal politicians. But the song is called Richmond North of Richmond. And uh, check it out. You'll see why it went viral. Well, I've been selling my soul. Working all day, overtime hours, 
for bullshit pay so I can sit out here and waste my life away drag back home and drown my troubles away it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me people like you wish I could just wake up and it not be true but it is Just miners on an island somewhere Lord, we got folks in the street Ain't got nothing to eat And the whole beast milk and welfare It's a damn shame what the world's gotten to for people like me, people like you. Wish I could just wake up and it not be true, but it is. Your dollar ain't shit, and it's taxed to no end. Cause the rich men know the rich men. I've been selling my soul, working all day. Overtime hours for bullshit pay. What did you think about that? It's an amazing song. What? I think it's the anthem of today. You know, we've all seen things go viral. There's viral and then there's insanely hyper super viral. Mm Mm-hmm. Jason Aldean stuff, don't try that in a small town, or try that in a small town, I should say. Mm -hmm. That went viral. Mm -hmm. This, I mean, in 72 hours, this was all over TikTok, all over Instagram, all over Facebook, all over X, plus all over the news. Why? I think that it's because it resonates with every, every line in the song is true. It's a hard truth. I think it's it it is it's relatable. The man sings with a passion in his voice and a hurt in his voice. And 
you know, listening to it this go around on the podcast, I was thinking about um, men are putting themselves in the ground because they just keep kicking them down. Mm-hmm. That's true. Being a masculine man is is demonized these days. Oh, you know? for sure. And uh, so, so you're brought up trying to be this masculine man and care for your family or be that man, but you can't because our entire society and culture has shifted to say, absolutely not. That's toxic to, but it's not, it's a lie. And I think that people believe that. And so I honestly think this went so viral because it hits so many things. The guy references uh, Epstein Island. Yeah. I mean, that's a big slap when's in the, the la- face. When's the last time you heard that in a song? You haven't? Yeah. And then, what else does he talk about? Just, it's so if true. If you're five foot three and 300 pounds, taxes and how many years not pay for your bag of fudge rounds. Right. How many years have we been talking about the welfare state and how people in, in maybe the projects or who are living in housing, they have satellites on their roof. Used to not be that way. Satellite dishes for TV. Satellite dishes, yes. Four people. Yes. Four people yes. on welfare. They have and cigarettes hanging out their mouth. Dish or they have right. direct TV and they can pay for that, but they and, can't and a twelve pack in the fridge and an yes. iPhone, you name it. Yes. The poor people in America are the richest people in the world. I mean, as by and large, as a percentage. I think somebody added it up somewhere around here. If you are on welfare in one of the local counties around here you make without working and you are a single person who has children i think you make like 45 or 50,000 a year just in social programming just programs and somebody's got to pay for that and that's us it's us it's mm-hmm. the people that aren't on mm-hmm. all these social programs it's the people that get up and go to work mm-hmm. and work the overtime hours for bullshit pay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Why do you think it went so viral? Uh, well, obviously, it he hit the nail on the head. Like the the lyrics of that song hit the nail on the head. I think you're a hundred percent right. You the, his delivery, mm-hmm. his delivery was simple. It was a guitar, a mic, and his singing. Yeah, it's it wasn't manufactured music. It wasn't cookie cutter at all like everything you hear on the radio. Yeah, it's the country that you and I probably grew up with that still, you know, that was that was yeah. pretty, you know, people, it kind of reminds me of thinking about an Alan Jackson concert, which I've never been to one, but I've seen, I've seen videos of Alan Jackson. He's just sitting there with a mic and a stool and then Taylor Swift, like concerts. Pyrotechnics and everything. I mean, you've got fireworks yeah. and her floating around a stage and all these different things going on when that's not country. Right. It's not. Right. So I, I'm not on board with Taylor Swift. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry I, for all the Swifties out there that may listen, but I'm, I'm just not, I'm not there. I, but I think it's genuine. It was 100% genuine. That song was genuine. And it's a song that like, and plus, it, he sang and he, he wrote a song and he, and he performed a song that's against the rules. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to insult a fat person on welfare and say that and, and tell the truth and be like, dude, you got so much stored energy. Mm-hmm. You don't need you don't need any more fudge rounds, much less you don't need us to buy them. Why is it so significant that that person's fat? 
That's what he said in the I'm song. just I'm just saying, like, why is it significant if you're 300 pounds? Because you're right. fat. What do you mean? Why is it significant? Because you're not starving. Yeah, you're not starving. Well, you're not really poor. Back in the day that Neil Borks <clears throat> used to be on the radio, I, I listened to his radio show every morning, and we're talking 15, 20 years ago now. Neil Bortz always, he said one of the funniest things I ever remember. He said, America is the only country on the face of the earth mm-hmm. with fat ass poor people. Mm-hmm. Let that sink in. Makes perfect sense. And it's, it, you don't have to have three brain cells to go, that's really absurd. Because mm. Ethiopia is poor. And those people aren't fat asses. Mm-hmm. We've all seen the videos. America is the only country with fat ass poor people. Well, Oliver Anthony just came out and sang about it. Mm-hmm. You know, Oliver Anthony just came out and sang about Epstein Island. You know, Oliver Anthony came out and, and sang about working overtime. Just, basically, what he's saying is I'm working overtime to have money taken out of my paycheck an insanely large amount of money taken out of my paycheck to give to somebody who does not need it and does not deserve it. Plus, mm-hmm. whenever you give that money to that person, you're kicking them down in the ground. You're burying them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're you're encouraging them. You're, you're enabling them to continue to stay fat and not work and lazy mm-hmm. and have no dignity because you don't get up and do anything. Mm-hmm. Because like Dan Bongino said many times, there is dignity in in work. And it don't matter what work it is. It doesn't matter whether you are a Fortune 500 company uh, executive or all the way down to the guy that scrubs the toilet at a local gas station. There's dignity in all of that. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten away away from that. Now we've demonized the guy that scrubs the toilet. And of course, now also, you demonize the guy in the Fortune 500. Basically, work is demonized. Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Because you might get ahead of somebody else, and we're all supposed to be equal. Yeah. Well, this 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 song is like, okay. Well, well, here here's what here's what equal looks like in your world: three hundred pound people getting fudge rounds, right? Off my off my tax dime. Yeah. But so I mean, the, the message. Well, and for those of you, and most of you, I'm sure saw at least a clip of the video. Look at the video. Where was where was it filmed at? In a woods, it was on his property Mm -hmm. in a woods, I think in North Carolina. Probably with his iPhone. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure what device was used. Now they're all so damn good when it comes to resolution and everything. It'd be Mm -hmm. hard to tell. Mm -hmm. But it was him, his guitar, a deer stand in the background in a woods with two dogs laying on the ground. Mm -hmm. And the the guy is just, he's not fat, but he's not skinny. He's not good looking just an average joe he, everything about him resonates with most everyone because we're not all chiseled like arnold schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and that's what the music industry wants now they want the insanely good looking guys the insanely, look Brian, tight the, pants the insanely good looking <laughs> girls mm-hmm. who cares if they have talent we need the look Right. We'll sell the look. We can use computers to uh, fix everything else to make sure their voice is on key yeah yeah well the Eventually, you know, we just get tired of hearing the same song over and over, just sang a different way. Yeah. And that's the modern music industry. Plus, the mo- the lyrics of the songs they sing, most generally speaking, don't talk about stuff like this. Uh-uh. I was listening to Dan Bongino's Friday program whenever I was driving the semi on Saturday down to the cave. And he, he did a special show from Nashville, Tennessee, from uh, the Redneck Riviera, which is John Rich, Big and Rich. Mm-hmm. 
uh, from his restaurant or bar, whatever it is. And John was a guest on the show. And John has struck up a fast friendship with this Oliver Anthony guy. And and John said about Oliver's music, this song in particular, that Oliver's a smart guy by just telling these record companies, like, and he's turned down $8 million worth of record deals. Right. He's turned it down. He said, I don't want it. Yeah. And I, I've... I've got a Facebook thing that he posted. I'm going to read just a little bit, just a couple excerpts. This is a long one. But he said, you know, if he would have signed one of those deals, this song right here that put him on the map, you would never, ever hear it again. It would be buried so far down in the stack of vinyl. The record companies don't want this out there. They're as woke as anybody. Now, if this song would have been about trans, gay rights, um, men and women, men playing on women's teams things like that would probably that would have a better chance of making it to airplay than what this song would and that's exactly what john was saying this song would get buried you would never hear it again but that's the reason it got so big because mm-hmm. we don't hear shit like that and we're like holy cow what a breath of fresh air mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it's raw talent by a guy that looks like me mm-hmm. not fat but not skinny mm-hmm. not ugly but not pretty mm-hmm you know, the guy, this dude's a ginger. He's got a big old red beard. He's not a bad looking dude, but I mean, he's nothing you're going to see in GQ either. Yeah. So this is the, you, you, you shake all this up. You put it in your, in your jar, you shake it all up and you pour it out. This is the reason he went like hyper viral. Mm-hmm. It resonates. So Oliver Anthony, it, his story, I'm not going to read that because okay. I tried to yesterday. One. It's yeah. a long one, but you know, he said he paid like. So this is what he lives in. He lives in a 27-foot camper that he bought for 700 and some odd dollars off Craigslist for $95,000 or something. Okay, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I messed up. (laughs) He lives in a 27-foot camper he bought off Craigslist for 500 and something dollars, five or $900, really cheap. It's got a tarp on the roof, I assume, to keep the rain out. The property that it's sitting on, he bought for $97,000. That's the actual real estate. Uh And he still owes $60,000 on it. Yeah. The guy has worked, I mean, according to his biography on Facebook, he has worked some pretty tough jobs, like in a paper mill or something. He got injured there one time. He suffered from mental health problems. I mean, the guy comes out and he just flat out says, I'm not a good person. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean he's not going to be a follower of Jesus. And that's funny, too, because whenever John Rich was on Bongino's show the other day, John said that he text Oliver just in their fast friendship, just said, hey, dude, what's up today? And, And Oliver texted him back and just said, I'm resting my voice and I'm reading King James. Mm-hmm. And you could tell the guy is a, he's a, he's a. He started one of his little uh, small concerts with reading, I think, was it Psalms or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah he, he was, did. And that's, I think that that, so, so it's so, it's, it's so funny. The church has always said, you know, you can't cuss or, you know, it's, it, you look, you're looked down on if you speak a certain way or whatever. And here is this guy who is speaking the the word of god on say it's a pulpit or not he's in in front of people in front of a microphone he's got his bible in his hand with a microphone yeah and he's he's reciting the word of god in front of people and he's talking about bs pay and all this other stuff and like that's where christians are at in the real world today yeah and you know, I've I've actually not. And I am not. I'm not crazy about cursing. I don't want my little one to curse, which I, we failed miserably at that. But I don't. I don't want him to hear it. 
But that's just me and innocent ears and and stuff. There's but, nothing wrong with that. But I, I, I've, but do, don't you believe that there is a place for cursing when it comes absolutely. to passionately trying absolutely. to get a point across? Because it is okay to be righteously pissed off, and that's where we're there at. There you go. You know, I I read an article too. Uh, just it's righteous been the last anger. five days. Righteous anger, exactly. Mm-hmm. I read an article here in the last five days of some jackass out there who was mad. Mm-hmm. that he's like use such language in this song you know if it means so much why do you have to use this language mm-hmm. and i'm sitting here thinking you moron do you listen to rap music do you listen to rock music mm-hmm. and i'm not just saying rap i'm saying rock music how many f-bombs do they drop there my head my back my mm. see and yeah. my crack mm. yeah and he yeah. can't say bullshit yeah get lost because of, of, of righteous anger yeah. There's nothing wrong with righteous anger, and we are there. We've been there. We've been sitting here for a long time, and it's okay. Like, and I feel like the church has always been like, you've got to be politically correct no matter what. Well, when do you, and you know, I did ask a church administration one time, when are you going to start talking about abortion? Why are we not talking about this? Why is the, Why has the leadership team decided not to? Well, you got to be careful with those uh, you know, topics. You got to be careful with politics. Well, not really, because Trump had had gotten rid of the what was it, the Jackson something amendment, the Johnson amendment is the what Johnson it was. amendment. Yes. Anyways, he got rid of that, but nobody knew about it because nobody was doing their own research. Anyways, so I feel like the church has failed in 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 that way, teaching us. Well, you can't say certain things because righteous anger is not okay, and it's not okay to be angry. I think that is so wrong, and that's not what God teaches at all. I mean, Jesus flipped over tables. Yeah. Because he was righteously upset. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. anyways. Yeah. Anyways. Well, that's that's your Oliver Anthony segment right there. I've had a ton of people ask, what do you think about this? This is awesome. Or, mm-hmm. or do you think this is as good as it really is? Mm-hmm. Or uh, that people think it is? And there's my thoughts on it. And there's our thoughts on it. So. Yeah. I think so. Anyway. You reckon we ought to pay a bill or two? Sure. Pay a bill or sponsor our scholarships. Yeah, exactly. Not going to pay any bills here. We're going to sponsor no. a scholarship for coming up in 2024. And we're starting now, mm-hmm. obviously, because we're going to do the same thing. Can't tell you exactly how many scholarships we're going to do. All going to depend on you fine folks doing this yourself as well as telling your friends. Go to my pillow for some of the best products you could possibly buy. Mm-hmm. The slippers, I still love them. Sheets are my favorite. My, my cord blanket. That I use every single day. Yeah. That might be my favorite. So my, we sleep on sheets every day, and then my corded blanket I use every day. Yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> In the house. Yep. The coffee is very good. I'm mm-hmm. drinking some coffee right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's at my store to find the coffee. You have to go to my pillow, my store. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But still, promo code Hello Jessica gets you up, up to, to 50% off. Up to 50% off. Could be up to 80 in some on some products. So, hey, guys, let's put this in perspective. Whenever you put your money in a bank right now, in a savings account, they might give you, what, 4% interest, given we got higher interest rates right now. A percent is a percent. Take that exact same money if you need coffee, if you need uh, a new pillow for your bed, bed sheets, save 50%. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, you got to spend a little money to get that discount, but the percent's the percent. Mm-hmm. Go do it. Promo code Hello Jessica at mypillow.com as the jingle goes. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. 
just loves this bumper music. <laughs> you don't take away I feel the same. Oh yes. You know who this is, don't you? No. Stained. Aaron Lewis. It gives me anxiety. It does? Yeah. Oh, this is good running music. It's good farming music. It's good just... Is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be able to like focus on driving a semi listening to that. You go down... <laughs> I, I'm I not going to be able to shift in a 9 or a 10 speed Yeah, but I bet you, you, I bet you could turn on that song right there, <laughs> go down to your Peloton and just pedal your ass you off. You think so? Damn right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> nope. Nope. Not for me. The song mm. is called Mud Shovel. It's by the band mm. Stained. Stained. What is, is a mud shovel, Ryan? Know, it's a song by a Stained. Mud, sh- mud shovel. I don't know. Okay. The lead singer of Stained is Aaron Lewis. That song for, is from uh, 21, 22 years ago. Uh, Aaron Lewis turned out to be one hell of a conservative patriot, and he's done really? a solo career now. That's good. I've seen him open for Eric Church before. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, he, cool. Great American. Doesn't mean that I could still listen to that song. Well, what? So somebody's going to email us with (laughs) the definition of a mud shovel. I just know it's going to happen. Bushels and barrels one (laughs) at gmail.com. Let me know what a mud shovel is. Okay. Hmm. (laughs) And don't say it's a song by Stained. (laughs) (laughs) Because we know that. Mm -hmm. What else is on your docket today? So uh, from foxnews.com, this is an interesting story right here. Uh, The headline says, Tennessee student suspension over memes rescinded after organization files First Amendment lawsuit. So here's what happened. You have this high school kid down in Tullahoma High School in Tennessee who basically took a picture took pictures of his principal and made memes and put them on I guess Facebook. The principal didn't take too kindly to it, got a hold of the school board and they suspended the kid. So Jess, what do you think about that? Suspending a kid because, and and for, in the story, it said the kid made these memes on his own time at home and posted them on his own account and got suspended for it. So I feel like, like, do I want Alden coming home on an iPad or a computer and like making a meme of one of his classmates or one of his teachers and just making fun of someone and then posting it for everybody else to share and stuff. Okay. May I interject real quick? Yes, absolutely. There is a difference between making a meme, in my opinion, about a teacher or a principal or a person in leadership versus a fellow student. Okay, yes. That's my opinion. Do I want Alden coming home and doing either one? I don't. Very I don't fair. I, I, per- that's, that's I prefer very fair. prefer him not to do that. Now, am I a huge meme lover? Yes. Yes. We <laughs> love good memes. Yes, they are so good. Like, what is a meme? I had to explain that to my mom once. It's, you know, whatever. But um, I I am a huge fan of memes. So is it okay for me as an adult who can differentiate, like, oh, this is hilarious, making fun of the president? Or there's some, there's some really good memes out there for Trump, you know? Yeah. But, oh, totally. But, like, it's funny. A good, a it's good funny. meme. It doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you're on. A yeah. good meme is a good meme. Right. It's and funny. I think that memes have had a place in the last five years because it brought humor back into social media. 
Yeah. It was a fast way to bring a quick laugh to you. And like, oh, there's other people that think these things are funny too. So do I want my child to do it? No. As an adult, do I enjoy it? Yes. So is that like, is it contradicting? I don't think so. And here's why. Because I have the brain capacity to actually know the difference. Know what's humor. Yeah. Yeah. And making fun of like a fellow classmate that a five-year-old or a 10-year-old or or an 18-year-old maybe not understand the implications of. Right. Okay. Right. So what were these memes? That is the funny thing. Yeah. You know, you would think that like to get suspended, they must have been awful. Like maybe the principal being depicted in lewd acts or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Like something that's truly reprehensible. Yeah. Um, No, one of them was the principal was holding a box of vegetables with the caption above it just said, quote unquote, my brother. And I don't even, I don't get it. Maybe there's an inside joke with that at that school. I don't have any idea. But to look at it, I wouldn't even have laughed. I'd have been like, that's, that's weird. Kind of stupid. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't even have cracked a smile. But I don't know these people. But that, that's that's what I mean. It's like it was so innocent. The, the next one was uh, the principal had cat whiskers drawn on his face. And it looked to me like maybe a, uh, a dress had been photoshopped on him. Okay. Like, so it's a principal wearing a dress with cat whiskers on his face. Oh. So not like. Childish, yeah. yeah okay. child, that's exactly what I. Honestly. Well, okay. And the third one here. And I'll get to where I was going with that. The third one was the principal was just being hugged. By a cartoon bird. Mm. If you really want to know the truth, what I kind of thought about that, yeah, these are completely harmless pictures. Honestly, what I really thought was this was developed by a high schooler. Like, I almost wonder if the high schooler is not developed very well. Like, because most high schoolers would be much more sinister than that. That looks like something that, like, some whiz kid in fourth grade would have came up with. That's my opinion. But regardless, the, 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 the discussion is not about the intelligence level of the high schooler. Yeah. The, the discussion is about should a school district be able to suspend a student for memes they put on Facebook on their own time? And my answer is no. Now, if they're my answer is no if they're harmless like this. Now, if they're depicting uh, violence... Sure. Towards a, a teacher or principal or administrator. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously you get in trouble for that. Do I, should they do it uh, with a fellow student? Absolutely not. Just because we want to try to teach our kids to be nice people. Mm-hmm. Um, but remember just here recently, let's see, when was this? I think in March of this year, there was a guy named Douglas Massey, also known as Ricky Vaughn who was sued for interfering with the election in 2020 because of a meme of Hillary saying text to vote, Democrats text to vote. Like he was sued for election interference. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. He was sued for election interference. Yeah. And, and convicted that was this year. So it doesn't, this doesn't surprise me. Well, I hate to switch gears here, mm-hmm. but isn't that interesting? Oh, yeah. So he, he, he promotes a meme that mm-hmm. says text to vote for Hillary, mm-hmm. which everybody with, you don't even have to have a brain to know you can't text to vote anything right. in, a, in an says, election. <laughs> vote, text this number to be a part of history, <laughs> to text to vote, which is hilarious because you can't text in your vote. And, right. <laughs> but, but they're he saying was, that he, he was, was convicted of what? 
election interference? Uh, yeah, let me see. I don't know the exact, the, uh, I don't know what he was actually charged okay. with. Let me see if I can find it if it had, while you're too. If it had something to do with election interference, how is what they're doing to Donald Trump right now not election interference? To peel back every layer of the onions of what all these liberal Democrat po- prosecutors, federal courts and everything are doing to him, all they're doing is they're creating like what? 91 counts, I think, is what he's up to that he's been indicted on. They're going to just make all these court dates. Okay, the first court gets over with here and maybe that's in next I don't know, February. Well, that one's over with. Now the trial for Georgia will start. Well, that one will be in, in March. And then that one gets over with. Mm-hmm. And now the trial in New York starts. That will be in you know April, May. Mm-hmm. And they're going to do this all the way through the election to keep Trump off the campaign trail. You think these are actually going to trial? I, well, he pled not guilty. I don't know if they'll go. The second you plead not guilty, there's a trial that's probably going to happen. But, like, he's protected from presidential, like... Donald Trump, because he is Donald Trump, is not protected against anything. Whenever He's, he's a try- former president. He is protected. Whenever he is fighting dishonest... Mm-hmm. That's true. Corrupt DOJ, Merrick Garland, mm-hmm. Jack, what, Smith? Is that his name? Jack Smith, yeah. He's fighting Fanny, whoever down there in Georgia. Fanny. <laughs> is that her name? Fanny is her name. <laughs> okay. So this guy, Mackey, has been found guilty by a jury of his peers of attempting to deprive individuals from exercising their sacred right to vote for the candidate of their choice in the 2016 presidential election. Oh, okay. All because of a meme. Mm-hmm. Text to vote. Yeah. <laughs> Which is hilarious. It is. But anyways, that that happened in 2016. But anyway, I guess down there in uh, Tennessee, I guess the uh, the kid's been reinstated. Now the suspension hadn't been formally pulled yet, but he's got some lawyers uh, working really hard for him, uh, going against the Tulsa school, saying, Good. "Listen, you just infringed upon every one of his First Amendment rights. We are yeah. allowed to criticize people in power. Yes, and if you're a principal of a school, you you're are a guy power. that's in power. Mm-hmm. You are administrator." You know, now I do. I, I so making fun of students is one thing. Making fun of leaderships is an, leadership is another. And you just, anyways, I don't. I, I don't see anything like I. I feel like there may have been pictures drawn of people in administration and Marion whenever I was in high school and like passed around the school. They probably but were, but that's before social media. Right, they could have easily made it today to oh, social yeah, media. Yeah, you don't know where it came from because you can't put a, nobody signed their name to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so this kid had extra balls. He put his name behind it. Right, but I'm just saying, like, things were, teachers were made fun of whenever I was in high school, for sure. Oh, Guaranteed. hell yeah. We made fun of teachers, principals, mm-hmm. bus drivers. Coaches sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Most of the coaches, you know, they're tough anyway. They just let it roll off their back. But, like, but yeah, what, it's all in good fun, too, because kids are going to be crap heads. What kind of absolute female part is this principal to get offended by mm, this and want the kids know. suspended? Yeah, I don't know. And I doubt it was just the principal on his own. I bet it was an entire union behind him. I Well, the <laughs> principal's an administrator. He's not part of the union. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Because union, I feel like some union members can be a little bit... Woosified. Yeah. (laughs) Woosified rhymes with. (laughs) Anyway, hey. Hey, I got some exciting news here. What? So 
we have a new segment to the program. Yes, we do. Um, I have caught a lot of flack the past year and a half that we've done this podcast because we have the New York update and we have the California update. Mm-hmm. And, and people, especially from New York and California, always email, always message me and be like, dude, and it's all in good fun. And they are so right. But they're like, dude, you're sitting here making fun of my states. And these guys are, you know, there's red-blooded Americans is what we are. They just happen to live in a crappy state. Mm-hmm. But they they shoot me text or not text, but emails and things of like, you live in the Soviet state of Illinois. And you're sitting here making fun of California and New York. Like, come on, man. This is iron. This is a definition of irony. Mm-hmm. So I coined the idea a few weeks ago, or no more than what we're doing this podcast a few months ago, <laughs> of an Illinois of an Illinois update. Yeah, and shout out to Noah who uh, we went to junior high together, and uh, he emailed in and he had recommended the song for us, and it's perfect. Yes, and it's where perfect. is Noah from? Noah is from I, well, I mean Bloomington Normal. Illinois. Illinois. So he has yeah. street cred here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, here yeah. is, thank you, <laughs> Noah, your Illinois update. Looking out the back door here in <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> so we're going to focus mm. on our own uh, shithole of a state. Mm. Someone's back door. So, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's ours. <laughs> so from the post-millennial in your Illinois update this week, uh, here is the headline. Listen close, Jess. Okay. You listening? I'm listening. You, every one of you turn your radio up. No vulgarity here, but listen to this headline. Chicago gangs asked not to shoot guns during the daytime. <laughs> Was that it? That's the headline. <laughs> what? Like, what time is cut? What time do we start? <laughs> we'll get there. Okay. We will get there. <laughs> the story reads a community group has asked Chicago's many gangs to refrain from engaging in gunfights during daylight hours. Rogers Park-based Native Sons, I guess that's a that's a community group, Native Sons, urged would-be shooters to hold off on pulling the trigger between 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. in an effort to improve safety in the crime-riddled city. So 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., you do not shoot guns. 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. So, right. Okay. So from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m., murder anybody you want. 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., no, don't. When's the longest day of the summer? It don't matter. It's 12 hours. I'm just saying. The longest day of the summer? Is like July... July 21st or something. Okay. Or no, June 21st. I'm sorry. June? Yeah. Maybe they push that back to like 9.30 or 10 to make sure that it's actually dark outside. (laughs) Well, there's no time in the year that 9 a.m. is not light here anyway. Uh, Yeah. Now, I realize if you're a listener in Alaska, you can argue with me about that. Okay. Moving on in the story, gang violence has led to a spike in shootings across Chicago as of late with rival gangs operating at all times of the day native sons expressed hope that by adhering to their proposal which they refer to as the people's ordinance ordinary people won't have to worry about getting caught in crossfire at certain times of the day crossfire (laughs) 
<laughs> well, that's how a you lot of would these not, are dying. You would not. I'm sorry, Ryan, but no business trip. I will be traveling to Chicago for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I, I don't have any business you can't in Chicago. Pay me so. To go to Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Under this ordinance, we ask that people. This this story gets funny here. So listen up. Under this ordinance, we ask that people stop associating with and glorifying shooters. Stop glorifying glorifying switches. What's a switch? I don't know. Will you look glorifying, that up? Glorifying switches. What is a switch in Chicago? Yeah. And stop wearing those ski masks everywhere, which perpetuates you as some, quote unquote, op, O-P-P. Uh, when, when those who live a certain lifestyle try to hang with quote, regular class citizens, they put everyone at risk. <laughs> I wonder if the, I wonder if the gangsters are going to demand an apology for being called not regular here. <laughs> when those who live a certain lifestyle try to hang with quote, regular class citizens, they put everyone at risk. Mm. <laughs> liberal thinking there mm. along with the time limits the ordinance called on chicagoans to stop glorifying gangsters and gangsters to stop trying to quote hang with regular class citizens <laughs> thereby putting everyone at risk mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you gangsters you're not regular class citizens <laughs> you're kidding <laughs> do you think that gangsters are rational well they go okay yeah I'll, I'll agree to this we won't do any gangbanging no, between 9 p.m and 9 no they play on emotion so whatever the whatever they're mad about that day they're gonna they're gonna react to that day that minute okay so you asked me to look up switches what is switches? the word switch to you what does it mean or, uh, or uh, what's the definition well i'm thinking a branch that you peel off a tree that grandma used to spank you with okay so me too that's what that's what but initially my brain went to light switch so when you turn on and off a light switch, so is that like a marker of some sort? No, here's what it is. In Chicago, handguns, this is Chicago Sun-Times back in October 2022. In Chicago, handguns easily turn into high-capacity machine guns, fuel growing violence. Increasingly, large-capacity magazines are turning up along with switches that convert handguns into illegal machine guns that can fire 20 shots in about a second. I have done no research on if actual switches are a thing. If it's legit or if this is fake news, I don't know. So but that is what a switch is. It's a modification of a gun. Modification of a to gun. To really roll the rounds off no. fast. Yeah, my grandma made us go pick our own switches. Yeah, there's a difference between what we call a switch in the South and what uh -huh. they call a switch in, in Chicago. Chicago. <laughs> Mm. anyway okay that's sad but i mean that's tough <laughs> in the state of now cashless bail the safety act where criminal catch and release uh no i mean law lawlessness everything now they think the, the solution to the problem is to ask politely gangsters not to shoot people between 9 a.m and 9 p.m do you really think i and i i feel i'm i'm being very stupid here by saying it's, let's take a scenario mm -hmm. okay you have gangster one and he's mad at gangster two and he wants to go shoot somebody you think he's going to look at his watch and go mm. oh it's 8 58 i can't go shoot that guy i don't have enough time <laughs> gotta wait till the night yeah no that's not gonna happen 
because of our switches. We've got to make sure that no, no, that's not going to be hap- That's not going to happen. And, and I like the way this article compares gangsters with regular class people. What the heck? Well, I mean, it's what, what the a, heck? Well, another form of division in our country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, basically, Duh. what they're saying is. These monsters only need to roam the street at night because when they start roaming the street at day, they start shooting at people. At regular class citizens. Well, or they're shooting at the person they want to actually shoot, miss, and hit the regular class person. You know, that's the the reason a lot of these, like, kids die Uh up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's because it's not the kid that was trying to get shot. It's the dumbass missed Mm -hmm. and hit somebody else. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes in a car, you might have a kid. Yeah. And, 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 you know, we're sitting here and we're kind of trying to make light of some of this and everything. And it's so tragic. It is tragic. It is awful what is going on and nobody will do shit about it up there. And I just, I feel bad. Uh, I feel bad for, I, I, honestly, I feel it's bad sad, for that whole it's a society sad story. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I, I, I did the update because it's absurd what they're asking, mm-hmm. but and it's just a community group that's asking this. It's not like it's been proposed at city council or anything. But the fact that somebody is this damn stupid and, and would even look at that as a potential solution to the problem. Yeah. No. The solution, the solution is not getting guns off the street either. Yeah. So the solution is whenever you murder somebody, you take them out and you hang them. That's when you're convicted of murder, you mm-hmm. have a public hanging. And you bring everybody, just what they like they used to do in the 1800s. And you bring your kids, you make a day of it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They didn't hang a whole lot of people back then. You know why? Because when you went and watched it, it left an impression on your brain. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Because I don't want people to watch me hang. Or I don't want to get hung. And there's nothing racist about that. If you're no. a white, if you're white, you get hung for murdering somebody. If you're black, you get murdered. For, you get hung for murdering somebody. Mm-hmm. You you bring that back. People won't use guns in bad ways. They'll use guns what they're intended for to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Or to take back our government. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's next on your docket? Uh, from, do you have anything left? I do. From the Federalist. This is an incredible story. Okay. Uh, headline says, these 14 American cities has a tar- have a target of banning meat, dairy, and private vehicles by 2030. So, remember? In seven years? Yeah. What? Banning. Meat, dairy, and private vehicles by 2030. 14, 14 major American cities. This is not someplace across the pond. This is not in Europe. Mm. This is here. Mm. 14 major American cities are part of the globalist climate organization known as the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group, which has an ambiguous target by the year of 2030 of no meat consumption, no dairy consumption, three new clothing items per person per year, zero private vehicles owned, and one short-haul return flight once every three years for one person. So Alden grows out of underwear really fast. Well, I guess you're going to have to buy him super oversized underwear so and he grows it, into them. What happens when a two-year-old has an accident in their britches? Clean it up. I get According well, to these I mean, people. You, I mean, you can, but I'm just saying, like... Do you know who's heading this whole thing up? The head of it. Uh-uh. A guy by the name of Michael Bloomberg. You remember that name? Oh, uh, yeah. Didn't he run uh, on the Democrat primary ticket to be president of the United States against Joe Biden? Yeah, back and in- he quickly got handed him, himself to himself whenever he said it. It was easy to be a farmer. Yeah, remember the remember those comments? Anybody could be a farmer. Anybody can be a farmer. You take a seed, you plant it, you watch it grow, and you harvest it. It's yeah. not hard. Anybody could do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, well, they come do it, buddy. There's a lot of people who can't even grow a tomato plant. 
I don't know that I could. <laughs> Not without saying. reading about it. I'm just saying. But like, it, Michael Bloomberg, that's the guy, the mm-hmm. billionaire from New York. He's so the he's guy that's this. he's he's the guy pushing this. Who appointed him or do we know? I don't know. It's an organization. And he's head and he heads it. What's the organization called? Uh C forty Cities Climate Leadership Group. Climate Leadership. Okay. Yep. This, the cities that are going to push this no meat, no dairy, and no private vehicles, three new clothing items per person per year, mm-hmm. the, the cities that, listen to this, because I know we got listeners in most of these cities, Austin, Boston, Chicago, Houston, Los Angeles, Miami, New Orleans, New York City, Philly, Phoenix, Portland, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and Seattle, all Democrat-ran cities. Hmm. So, moving on in the article... Climate dystopianism doesn't stop there. WEF linked bioethicist Dr. WEF. What's WEF? World Economic Forum. Klaus Schwab. Mm. The people who said, in how many years you will own nothing and be happy? And By be 2030, happy. I think. Or 20, I think it. I, Was it 2030? That might be. There's a 2035. It's somewhere Maybe, in there. Okay. What's five mm. years at this point? Yeah. Bioethicist Dr. Matthew Leo, listen to this, has proposed the idea of scientists genetically modify humans to be allergic to meat. He also discussed shrinking the physical size of humans via eugenics or hormone injections so they consume fewer resources. You first, asshole. You go first. You take these injections first, Mr. Leo. And then after you're done with them, you give them to Mr. Bloomberg. And then you guys can go on ahead and you guys can live without meat and live without dairy and live without private vehicles and give up your personal jets and only get three new items of clothing per year. You do it first. You set the example. It's the same shit as like Bill Gates depopulation stuff. You first. You go first. You don't push it on us. Lead by example. You want depopulation? You first. Same with all this crap. What is it these guys is none of their business, whether I eat meat, Consume Mm -mm. dairy. Have a private vehicle or not. Go on a plane ride or not. Travel. How many clothes I have, or much less, how often can I buy new clothes? You know, I, my, uh, we have a joke around here that my official merchandise, my merch, Mm -hmm. is white Mm t-shirts. Okay? But they're white. And I deal with oil every day. And I deal with farming every day. Jess, how often do I need new white t-shirts? Twice a year. But that's not just one t-shirt. I, I, I buy multiple t-shirts for you, like twice Packs a year. Packs of them. Yeah. Packs of t-shirts. Depending, depending on the t-shirt, like in if it's on sale. According and to how these bad guys, you need them. <laughs> according to these guys, no more. No. No more. This is all about climate change. It the is. C40, C40 cities. Um, well, if it's about climate change, then why the hell do they want to modify us to be allergic to meat? Because cows fart, and if we don't eat meat, then we don't need cows. Mm-hmm. Because cows fart, and if we don't drink dairy, we don't need cows. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, this uh, driving vehicles, no emissions, climate change. See, this climate change is a cult in itself. You can blame or you can say anything falls under the climate change umbrella. You really can. It's kind of like health and universal health care. They can start telling you what to do with your body because they can somehow or another link it to your health. Mm-hmm. Did you list off all the cities? Yeah. You did? Yeah. Did I'm you sorry. not hear me? I'm or sorry. you were looking stuff up? I was. I was okay. looking up this stuff. Yeah. Chicago's one of them. Yeah. 
Okay. Do we need to do a Chicago update and just warn them by 2030 they might not be able to find a restaurant with meat in it, a grocery store with milk in it, and all the car lots will be done? No, but listen to this. Okay. Chicago, the mayor is Brandon Johnson. Okay. A liberal idiot. They did He's not. He's been a member of up. C40 Cities since 2005. And you guys elected him. 2005. What? <laughs> this is all a planned agenda. That yep. new world order that Oliver and Oliver Anthony Anthony yeah. Oliver was singing about. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. See, and isn't that funny? It's like everybody thinks that we're kooks because new world order what's dude you are the most gullible people in the world Mm -hmm. well this article right here how is this not new world order a a, a country with no meat dairy or vehicles yeah limiting how many clothes you can call it what you want if you don't like the term new world order call it new life call it going back to the stone ages i don't care what you call it yeah This is crazy stuff. But this is a real story. This I, I'm not pulling this out of my ass. I, this is the reason I cite my sources. The Federalist online had this. I'm sure if you type in the uh, the headline, it will be on more than just the Federalist. I just pulled the story off the Federalist. But this is the crap they want to do to us. Do they not understand like private vehicles? Think of a private vehicle. Every time you go buy a private vehicle, where does your money go to the company you bought it from? What do they do with that money? They pay the employees to build those cars. Mm -hmm. So if we're not buying cars anymore, what happens to these employees? It's been my argument against a private jet my whole life. These, the, the, the media and the liberal elites want to demonize people with private luxury jets. You shouldn't be able to have that because we can't all have that. Mm -hmm. Well, I got a question for you. Every time that person buys that jet where does that actual money go it goes to the person that works at cessna to build the citation Mm -hmm. and it puts clothes on their back it gives them a car to drive it allows their kid to have christmas presents under the christmas tree i don't think this is all as as from demons or should be demonized like these people want to do it and this is just nothing these people want to take us back to the stone ages and why it ain't because they gave a shit about the environment it's because they want to control you because you got to be a special kind of freaking stupid a really special kind of stupid to think that we as little humans are going to affect this climate at all with anything we do nothing i said it on the last program which was like a month ago You get in an airplane, a small airplane like I fly, go to 5,000 feet and look around, and you tell me that you don't feel small. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the same thing whenever we stood beside the ocean the other day. You look out across that ocean, how do you not feel small? Mm -hmm. And the world is made up of 75% of oceans. And you're telling me that what I'm doing, you're telling me by buying two packages of of, uh, white t-shirts a year, Eating steak, drinking milk, and having a, a vehicle is, is going to destroy all of that? Get lost. Oh, but Noah tells us that the world is heating up. Remember? Noah does. Mm-hmm. But remember, they're the, the same Noah that puts all their thermometers in blacktop parking lots and up against buildings. Remember that story I had a couple yeah. weeks ago? I, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just wonder who is doing the measurement because a lot of this website is like measuring CO2 emissions. Like who's measuring that? Who came up with that measuring tape? 
I don't know. Is it a measuring tape? Well, is it a okay? Is it a meter? It's funny. Who made that meter, and where are we metering? I have. I do <laughs> not have this in front of me. But just in the last week on X, I was scrolling through there, and somebody had a comparison of different CO two levels in a controlled chamber where they grew grew a plant, uh-huh. and the plant that was grown in the higher CO two chamber. Oh my gosh, it looks so much healthier than the one that was just grown outside today. Why? Because plants need CO2 is in, they take Mm -hmm. that and they turn it into energy. Mm -hmm. Now I'm not saying that we need to just fire up every smokestack and make this place a smoggy mess. I like cleanness too. Don't get me wrong, Mm -hmm. but I don't subscribe to the idea that whenever I drive past a, uh, a coal fired power plant that we're destroying everything. There are benefits to it. You want to know another benefit about burning coal you know the reason I got to put sulfur on all my fields this now nowadays? Every year I put sulfur on all my corn ground. Because scrubbers, coal-fired power plants have all been installed. And they take the sulfur out of the emissions from the power plant. Mm-hmm. That sulfur used to come out the smokestacks, get a little bit in the atmosphere. It would rain. That sulfur would come down on our crop, and it would feed our crop. But see, now the, the, the war on sulfur, you can't have this sulfur in here. They scrub it all out. So now what am I doing? I'm buying sulfur to raise crops because sulfur is an element your crop needs to metabolize nitrogen. Mm-hmm. So anyway, next story. You ready? Or yes. you got more to Do you have more to offer? Last story, actually. There's Well, there's like C40, and now there's a branch off of C40 cities to C100 cities. Well, this, this thing said the there letter was a C. Story. The letter C, and then the number 40, and then the letter C, and the number 100, yeah. if anybody wants to look that up on yeah. their own. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world, and it's all connected. I Brand- agree. Brandon Johnson has been a member of this organization since 2005. That blows my mind. Now he's the mayor. Yep. Yeah, Chicago didn't gain nothing there. Okay. But anyway. anyways. All right. Go on. Uh Funny we're talking about climate Mm -hmm. and how to save the world. And here's my next article. Daily Caller. Students are turning their backs on careers in oil engineering. And this is a problem. This is a problem because everything that we're sitting here talking about they want us to do is not going to take off. Electric electric cars. I have Mm -hmm. an article just on the quick hits here. Uh, EV inventories pile up as dealer expectation dims for quarter three. Nobody's buying them. But didn't the the bus, the electric bus company just go under? Just went under. And, and the thing is, is right before that went under, all the Democrat people that own stock in that had insider information and bailed. Mm. Pump and dump. They bailed on it. And then just lowly people like me and you who might have a little bit of that stock in, in one of our portfolios, we took it on the chin mm-hmm. for that particular stock. Bunch mm. of bullshit. Anybody? Hey, whenever we went down to Florida, did you see any electric vehicles going down the road? You know, I saw some Teslas. Just a handful of Teslas on the way down. I mean, how many cars do you think we passed, though, going down there? Thousands. Yeah. If not 100,000. Going down through Evansville, Indiana, Nashville, Tennessee, all the way down through Birmingham, Montgomery. Mm-hmm. Thousands and thousands and thousands of vehicles we saw. A handful of electric cars, maybe. Yeah. I mean, and I can't tell which ones. You can tell the, the Teslas. You know that they're 100% electric. But, like, the other cars, you can't tell if they're... Like they they are gas powered plus electric. You can't tell. Did any of the any of the gas stations have charging stations? That you, did not you, that I noticed. I didn't see either. And we stopped by that huge Bucky's. It's right there. Did uh, they? I bet they did. I I bet they did. You think they did? Uh huh. I don't know. I'd have to look that up. We would have to look that up. Yeah, I don't have any idea. So 
looking at the C100, C40 cities. Yeah. If you're buying from Ikea, they are one of the major donors. Ikea? Mm-hmm. Now, that's furniture makers, right? Major funders. Of the C40 cities? Yes. Ikea Group. I'm not going to tell you guys to cancel anybody, but if there's a reason not to shop there, it's kind of like Bud Light. The L'Oreal Foundation. The mascara people? Yep. They support this crap? Yep. Holy cow. There's a lot of other uh, FedEx. (laughs) Google course um, support the c40 wow mm-hmm. they support you not the global methane hub what's that <laughs> me after a hard night of taco bell <laughs> oh gross ryan <laughs> yuck i'm trying to see if there's any other you know quick story you know, here guys uh last week um i was coming what's wrong cities alliance and right underneath their logo it says cities without slums I don't have any idea what that means. Okay, I didn't know what a slum was. You do what these people are. A slum, isn't that just like a ghetto-ish type area? Cities without slums. Hmm. I don't know. The Clinton Foundation's a partner. <laughs> of course. Uh, GW, the World Bank. All right, moving on. Moving on. Sorry, my, mind, my mind is blown. Well, I'll tell you okay, what. Okay, anyway, Do some on. homework. Yes. Next week, whenever we do this, you can report everybody that supports this C40, Okay. That, that'd be great. Mm. Get their name out there. And if you want right. to cancel them, if you want to stop doing business with those people, mm. rock and roll. Okay. Whatever. Right. Something. I, I just said Bud Light, right? Mm-hmm. I was coming home the other day and uh, la- one day last week, I was like, man, I want a beer. I'm going to grab some beer and have a couple beers when I get home. Oh, you're going to tell the story. And Good for you. <laughs> the The store that I stopped by... <laughs> They didn't have much for options at all, but the one option that nobody had picked through, and, and the options they did have, I didn't want, but the one option they didn't, that obviously was not picked through, was Bud Light. And I bought a six-pack of Bud Light bottles. Mm. All right, I'm going to tell you a secret. I got home, cracked one of those things open, sitting there, and... Uh, it was stale. No, it tasted good. Mm. I looked at the Born on Day. It was, it was still new enough. It had been sitting there a while. Because, like I said, the Bud Light stuff had not been picked over at all. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think I was the first guy to buy a six-pack of bottles out of that area of the refrigerator. Mm-hmm. It tasted good. I liked it. And you know what? I didn't turn into Dylan Mulvaney. I thought for sure I would. I thought for sure by now I'd be identifying as a girl. Now, I did come in and try on a couple of Jessica's bras, but that's... <laughs> my point being if you like bud light go drink bud light because okay so we were in uh panama city visiting jeremy from panama city and he's he's bud he was a bud light guy i forgot about that and he's boycotted it which is his god-given right because Mm -hmm. he doesn't he's like and what he told me is like a guy's got to draw a line somewhere as a matter of fact kudos to jeremy he sticks by his uh he sticks by his guns and he told me he said i know you drink bush light he goes but there won't be any of that here so if you want bush light you got to bring it yourself i respect that completely and i would never expect him to give me free beer anyway Mm -hmm. but he said also that he'd been drinking yingling you've heard of yingling he said they got a light beer or something that he likes and it's a good beer Right, Jess? Mm-hmm. Jess, I need you with me. I'm here. You're looking at the computer. 
Well, the C40 cities are just yeah, blowing my mind. Close okay, it. I'm done. All right. We're almost finished up, so I can close it anyways. All right. So, so, so Jeremy said, you know, I'm drinking Yingling. And I, I just, I didn't say nothing because I hadn't done any research or anything, but I, it just clicks in the back of my mind. I was like thinking about the straightforward farming podcast. Whenever Tony said, you know, if you look into any of these companies, I bet they got all this garbage in their background somewhere. So what did Jess do the next day on the beach? Looks up yingling. Mm -hmm. And we found that they support rainbow pride. Mm -hmm. No, it was a drag show, wasn't it? Uh, they sponsored, yeah, they sponsored drag drag shows. In Pennsylvania. Yeah, in one yeah. of their towns, their founding so, towns, yeah. It doesn't matter, folks, honestly. It, it really does not matter but I what you buy. But honestly, Ryan, what Bud Light did is forgot who they're... I, I agree. I, it I, it I has never made a huge impact on that company I, and that brand I, forever. I, I, I cannot... No, nah, I'm not going to say forever. Forever. People, people will forget about it. Mm -mm. Yeah, they will. Blacklisted. Yeah. <laughs> she gone. I'm not saying they didn't hurt themselves, but that... Big time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm My just bad. saying. My last story, How though, dare is... you buy Bud Light. I'm not going to read it verbatim, but... <laughs> It's from the Daily Caller. Students are turning their backs on careers in oil engineering. This is important because we still need oil. Everything, okay, today, right now, as you're listening, mm. what are you doing right now? Listening to me. You're probably driving. In their electric vehicle. Or, or, or no, in a, in a gasoline or diesel engine. That's the only powered. reason I said that. Yeah, okay. And even if it is electric, you still need fossil fuels to get there. Mm -hmm. Operating machinery. I mean... If you're driving a car, mowing a lawn, how are you listening? You listen on a smartphone? Yep, need oil to make that plastic. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything requires oil, and we have an industry that has just been getting slammed for the past 30 years as doing nothing but just trying to destroy people's life whenever there's actually no product on the face of the earth that has done more for the, the, the progress but and Americans, the well-being. But Americans are stupid, and they are all about the social events in this world. Not many Americans are stupid. No, that's what they assume. They assume all Americans are stupid, and so we're going to feed them a line of you-know-what, and they're going to believe it, and then they're going to go out and make, make some sort of group, social group, yeah. to go against it, which is exactly what has happened. And people feed into it. So I don't think that what exactly they're saying is 100% true or people are on board with it. I just think that they want you to believe that. Yeah. You know? I. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. I, I get it. But we need oil. Mm -hmm. We have to have it. Like, th there's no getting around it. You take oil out of the equation. I, I, I think even I, who produce it, my mind would be blown mm -hmm. on what starts disappearing. The underlying things, the oil powers to get just the normal stuff that you don't even think is associated with oil. Hmm. You know what I mean? And all the byproducts of oil. I mean, like diesel. No, that's a direct product of oil. I'm, I'm talking about asphalt. Hmm. You know, as, how that is wind and solar going to create asphalt so we can repave the roads so your electric vehicle vehicle can run up and down them fine? Mm -mm. Exactly. And that, that's that's what I'm saying. I just 
we're we're going to get in a bad spot here if we don't have people who go into oil careers and and answer me this if you're 18 years old right now and for the past 18 years of your life you've been in public school who's told you nothing but how bad fossil fuels are mm-hmm. and that you're probably honestly you'd probably be you'd probably think you're a bad person if you wanted to get involved in them mm-hmm. so why would you go enter the engineering program at, at ut right or at oklahoma right you know you're not going to do that. As a matter of fact, in this story, it said that the University of Texas is rebranding their energy engineering programs by removing the word petroleum. You're kidding. Petroleum is now a bad word. You wait before too long on TikTok, they're going to take your TikTok down because you said petroleum and it's going to be deemed offensive. Hey, you laugh. If by 2030, we're not going to be able to allow, allowed to have meat and dairy. I'm sorry. Wait. Let me just say this. When you say the word petroleum, my mind goes to jelly. I'm sorry. That's another story. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying. You walked right into that one. (laughs) I'm just saying. Okay. Moving on. I I just... (laughs) Folks, we got to do something about this. And maybe maybe guys like Oliver Anthony writing a song like he did to start opening the doors up to like, okay, we want real music with that discuss real issues mm-hmm. and, and it, within that music tell you why something is absurd. Well, looks to me like there's an opportunity for somebody that wants to write a song about oil versus green energy. Yeah. Be a hell of an opportunity there, maybe. I think so. But I, I just... I love this country. I love it with all my heart. This place has given me the opportunity in the life that it has, and it continues to present me with opportunities. But we're going backwards, mm-hmm. and we we got to stop. We got to stop the train. When is enough enough? And I I just, who was it I was listening to? Don, Dan Bongino last week. He, he actually said, he goes, it's just not bad enough yet. I've heard Tony say that on his show. Mm-hmm. It's just not, we're not bad enough yet. Mm-hmm. Nobody's hungry yet. There's always gas at the gas station. We can go wherever we want. Might have to pay a little bit more for it, but we can, mm-hmm. we can do these things. It's not bad enough yet. But I can't imagine... If you start having a bunch of people dodge out, do you think that the that the um, students at in universities in Saudi Arabia are dodging oil engineering no, right now? No, I guarantee you, none of their students look at petroleum as a bad word. That's their entire economy. I mean, so what are they going to do? They're going to get good at producing oil over there. More technology will develop to where we thought they were about to run out and. They turn loose a trillion more barrels yeah. because of these people. Yeah. And then where are we sitting? We're back to depending on them. Mm-hmm. 100%. Why? Because, because America has deemed petroleum a bad word. And that's mm. your program. Okay. It was great to be back. Was. And yesterday we did the whole damn show and it was just awful. And I don't think I've got one edit today, do I? Really I really don't think you do. This is the reason mm-hmm. I need to do this first thing in the morning. Always. So, <laughs> always, she always. says. <laughs> so, you've been gypped out of Songs of Summer, but we still got Songs of Summer. Okay. And you got I, until I, September to do it, you right? You know what? I think what I'm going to do, since we've really gypped these people on Songs of Summer, I'm just going to run Songs of Summer straight in. To Hairbands of Harvest. Okay. Don't you think so? Yeah, that sounds good. I mean, that or in order to catch up, I guess we could do three podcasts per week. 
Well, okay. So on TikTok right now, I'm doing the eight days, eight TikToks, and I missed yesterday. That was day three. <clears throat> Today will be day three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you keep your word, Ryan? Nine days, eight <laughs> <So> TikToks. <laughs> Are you just too busy? <laughs> <laughs> well, yesterday I was pretty frustrated. We didn't get this podcast out. Yes, I get it. I get it. <laughs> so I had somebody comment and say, how about eight days, eight podcasts? <laughs> or eight weeks and eight podcasts. Eight weeks, yeah. eight podcasts. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll try the eight weeks, eight podcasts. If I could just get if I could just get back to Fridays. Let's try it then. I, I Let's just, just try it. Fridays was such a good day. But I can't do it this Friday, Ryan, because I'm scheduled. Got a driving test. There we go. <laughs> I'm scheduled for my driving test. <laughs> so and we can't maybe do it, the following Friday. And we Friday. can't do it Thursday night because I might stop by the package store and pick up another six or a Bud Light. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> you disgusting man. <laughs> but we're going to continue the Songs of Summer up until Hair Bands of Harvest. And yes, Joe, we will have Hair, hair Bands of Harvest again. Your idea last year was great. Mm-hmm. That'd be Joe from Pennsylvania. Okay. And uh, coast to coast, border to border, we love you guys. We're so glad you were here. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for the patience you've had. We'll try to do better. That's all I can say. I would like to say see you next week, but we just, I've said that before. And my, you know what? We might get one in on Friday. We might not. My, my credit, <laughs> <laughs> my credibility is diminished at this point, mm-hmm. but. Anyway, let's get out of here. You want to? Yes. Seven Mary Three. Cumbersome. Leah Thomas is still a boy. You were born an American. Don't forget to be one. We'll see you soon. Adios. She calls me Goliath and I wear the David mask. I guess the stones are coming too fast for her now. You know I'd like to believe this nervousness will pass All the stones that are thrown are building up a wall
Taste is consumed 